right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Horns Down podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, it is your host, Chris Griffin. That guy, Seth Oliveris, is here. Uh, a lot of people have been calling for you, Seth. A lot of people have been wondering where you've been at, man. You are, yeah. you, hey, you're like Mike Jones back in 2005. Who is Seth? What's up, man? Oh man, it's I'm I've been chilling. It definitely uh, midterms were uh, at school and stuff was was definitely weighing on me. But this this week's been good. Back into like a lull, and uh, obviously obviously ready for the weekend. You know we we we're all gonna get into that. But yeah, it's it's good. I'm ba- I'm glad to be back. Hey, uh, back talking ball. Now now let, let let me cut you off real quick because we gotta address something. Yeah. So. While you've been gone, though, I've seen you've been active on Twitter. These yeah. Twitter streets have been tough on you because people have been coming out of you. They've been coming at after you left and right, bro. Like, what? What's up with that? Man, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I think I, I, I've been having some some takes lately. I guess. I mean, yesterday they were after me about uh the the Buzz Lightyear movie, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's some of that going on. But also, yeah, just I don't know. I think I'm. I don't know where I fall as far as the 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 eight no crowd like oh we're still eight no versus like oh my gosh the sky is falling like I'm I'm neither I don't think I'm either one like obviously we're glad I'm glad that the team's eight no but um, I'm not sitting here gonna uh, you know say that everything's fine because we all know there's there's some stuff that they need to work on well, we've well, been saying that so well, let's go ahead let's jump right into it um, yeah. A little bit, we're a little bit late to the party, but hey, look, um, Kansas game. I mean, it's inexcusable. Uh, the lack of effort, lack of just lack of attention to detail. I guess you could say uh, starting the game off um, defensively. I mean, it just goes back to the same things that we say. I'm not going to be a dead horse over the head. Look, got to get off the field. Got to get off the field. While we're yeah. playing 10 yards off of Kansas wide receivers, I don't know. But you know what? It's not even about Kansas. It's more about us. Yeah, it is. It's always been about us. Team-wise, you know, a lot of people blame Billy Bowman and this and, and said this and that. And I'm like, you can't blame Billy Bowman for the scheme that he was told to play leading up to the game. Like, what is he supposed to do? Say, oh, no, nah, coach, I'm going to go ahead and audible and do right all this stuff. But – yeah, I mean, you just want to see them be more physical. Uh, you're hoping that with with uh, the guys that are supposed to be coming back, you know, you got some big raises popping up pretty soon over the next couple of weeks. With um, they're saying Woody could be back, and if Woody's going to be back, and hell, I expect Cradell to be back. Yeah, Graham, Graham, going to be back. Yeah, DTY is going to be back. So you got a lot of guys that you're you're excited about. Um, offensively, I think I'm still just wanting to know kind of what's up with Mario Williams and, and uh, Mike Woods. Hopefully they can go during these games, uh, during this game this week. But, I mean, honestly, Seth, I'm just trying to get to the bye week. I, yeah, I right? <laughs> I, yeah, man, I, I – look, I don't think – I don't think that the sky is falling. I love me some Eddie Rodasevich. I love me some Tyler Lizzie. I love me some franchise. But if you listen to all of them – it's like, yeah, the sky's falling. This is a terrible team. They're not good. They're not going to do anything. And I'm like, as long as they don't take an L in the in the in, the, uh, in that column, that side of the the win loss column, they don't, as long as they don't notch anything on that side, I'm perfectly fine with how with where we're at right now because I know that our best uh, football is is still ahead of us. And at least, and I would say, one thing that this team has consistently been great at not just good great fourth quarter yeah like whether they're coming from behind or you know they build a certain lead and then it gets kind of close in the fourth quarter and especially down this like late in the fourth quarter this team is proven that it'll either get the stop it needs or it'll get the score it needs or both so that's one thing that like if you're you know gunning for a championship which obviously this team is being undefeated and everything uh they they've got that they've got that which 120 plus teams have already proven that 
you know, they don't have it. At least in one game, they've proven that, you know, by taking a loss. So this team, it's showing that it definitely knows what, what to do. And if there's like a flip that is being switched, it's definitely being switched by that point in, in games that we've been seeing. Because, I mean, if you're to win close games like this, to win like every single game they played other than the West Western Carolina game, which we don't even really talk about because that's just an outlier. And then the TCU game, obviously they won by three touchdowns, but every single other game has been a single score game. And I guess Kansas, they won by whatever it was, 12 or whatever, but that obviously, yeah. It's 11 or so, so. Yeah, 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 true. So it's just like when you – when you see that it's like that the team is responding to whatever is going on before the game at the end of the game, they're showing that. So if we can see finally what we're talking about, like, we'll get to the bye week so we can, maybe that's what they're waiting for to shore up some things on offense, get some guys back on, you know, obviously defense, we expect some guys to start trickling back. Like when they start putting that together and then, and if they can keep what they've been doing in the late, in the late stages of the game, this team, it's a complete, complete team. And then on both sides of the ball and with also how they manage the game. So that's the one, like the main positive, main takeaway that I see as far as this team being consistent. But yeah, like we we can't overlook, like you can't go scoreless in the first half against Kansas. Like you just, you, I don't care if you only have one possession. I mean, can't, like I said, put Kansas aside, you just can't do that. That's not, yeah. that's not OU football. That's not what we're used to. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of noise out there. People are, are calling for Lincoln's head. They're calling for Lincoln's job. They're calling for Grinch's job. They're calling for people on the staff. Look, there may be some people on the staff who need to have a rude awakening. But, I mean, come on, man. Where do you, where do you go after Lincoln? Oh. Fire Lincoln today, Lincoln. Uh, you know, I talked to my uncle. My uncle's like, yeah, fire Lincoln today. He's he's the head coach of LSU tomorrow. Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd get – he would get a call before before he could like kick his shoes off like that day. Yeah. He'd, he'd already well, he already did his press conference. He'd probably be able to announce where he was going right then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, it just it just stupid, you know. Yeah. Look, I get it. The lackluster effort that people, you know, people are calling, you know, Lincoln soft. They're calling a lot of people soft on the staff. It was like this is not 1940, 1969. Where you can literally go out there and grab a kid by his helmet and throw it to the ground and tell him he doesn't want to live. Like you can't do that stuff anymore. <laughs> and I'm not. And you know, yeah, I can sit here and, and be an old head myself and say, oh, well, these kids are, are kind of soft. Yeah, I mean, okay, every generation says that about every every younger generation. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where you can't sit there and tell a kid, okay, well, you guys are going to do run a hundred bleachers uh, for every misread. You know, for for every for every missed sack that you guys uh, didn't get out there, for for every fourth down or every third down that you didn't get out there, you can't do stuff like that. It's how you lose a team. It's all about morale and all about just chemistry and everything. If you look at the players and look at a lot of people, they're fine. They're still fine. I don't understand how Lincoln's demeanor can't rub off on you as, okay, look, I get it. I'm being realistic with myself, but don't weigh that line of being – of, of being realistic and being pessimistic because when you're pessimistic, then obviously nothing's ever going to, um, you know, exceed your expectations. You know, it's like trying to date a girl who's, who, who's pessimistic, who's a half glass empty is, is so to say, you just sitting there and you're just like, I mean, are you ever happy? <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, Hey, you say you want an iPad. I got you a brand new iPad. Are you not happy? <laughs> but I'm just like, man, like, what is, what is, what is it going to take? Like, now, do I believe that OU needs to go on a run? Hell yeah, the last three games are going to be hard. I mm-hmm. think that this game here, you're going to see Sonny, uh, Sonny Combe come out there and he's going to try to attack certain people on that defense and mm-hmm. he's going to try to work it down the field. He knows that he does not have the athletes to, to beat. Um, uh, to just go vertical the entire game and try to go and try to win at OU's pace. Um, <clears throat> here's my thing, Seth, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll give the mic to you on this one. You hear a lot of these coaches talk about when well, we have to keep that explosive offense off the field. 
And you hear a lot of people, you hear a lot of these coaches really talk about how they respect. Now, I know some of it's just tongue-in-cheek. But I think that it's not that people are scared of that OU defense, but they know that they can't play a certain way or how they want to play against that defense. They have to follow this blueprint that Nebraska, Tulane, West Virginia, and now Kansas have been able to run successfully against that defense. So I don't – people want to look at the negative, but I look at it the positive as there's a certain way a team has to play against us, and if they don't fully execute, not 100%, 1,000%, they know that they're going to lose because there's a chance that this offense is going to come alive and put put together a few drives itself um, like they have in the past, six-minute drives where they just ran the ball every time instead of passing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you have to understand that at some point you're going to run out of gas and you're going to have to figure something out when time gets when it's in crunch time. So I, I, I'll pass the mic off to you, but I do think there's something to say on the flip side of the whole thing as far as there's a respect, obviously, for the offense and what Lincoln Raleigh can dial up. But I do believe that there's a there's a respect for that defense out there somewhere as far as like, hey, these guys are incredible. But we have to play this way. We have to execute every single time, and we have to make sure. I'm not saying that they're not scared, that they're – nobody's scared of our defense. But what I am saying is that there is a respect level as far as, like, hey, I have to run this game plan to try to beat this team. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the blueprint is out there. It's been out there. And we're seeing that most teams – um, that OU's played ever since you know ever since we saw that strategy work against them. Most teams are going to it, um, and yeah, there's definitely a respect um, that re- a really high respect for the offense uh, for OU's offense because, like we've seen two of the last three weeks, OU put up 35 in the second half. You know, whenever things you know really when they needed all you know those points. So, but when OU turns it on and when they go, you know, when they when they're revving up that engine like in Lincoln Riley's complex and like everything's falling into place. That's it's, it's a dang near unstoppable uh, machine. So it's like, it just proves that that's, that is how teams have to to play OUs because yeah, they could just explode, just erupt. I mean, think about that. Yeah. 35 points and a half. Like if they did that every half, they'd be scoring 70 points a game. Like Mm -hmm. that's insane. Like for, to, to, to be doing that, you know, against, you know, power five competition it's just like it's so there is definitely respect and i think with with the defense like yeah they see these other teams are seeing how how other teams have been uh, attacking it's like it's it's like a broken record we're talking about every week of like how the teams are converting like oh you dynamite on first down they're great on second down and it's just that third down and it's like and it's not just like the teams are converting third down they're converting third down the same ways it's that little slant route it's just, it's just like under it's just all this under like yeah they're, they're not they're not running the ball on third down they're like throwing it it's like you just know exactly how they're doing it and then once they get in lincoln riley talked about this in this press conference teams are rolling the dice and gambling more there's like once they get to near the 50 yard line it's four down territory so if they don't get that third down conversion but it's fourth and three or shorter they're going for it. Like you just have to, you just have to assume they're going to go for it. And then that, and then they're converting it because I mean, when it's that short, it's pretty much a a toss up at that point. So it's just, it's, it's it's, the positive is that, you know, what's coming, you know, how teams are going to beat you. I don't think it, I don't think a team, at least not in the regular season is going to beat OU in a different way. Like that, if OU is going to lose, it's going to be how we've been seeing. And they're just going to have to put that game plan together for four quarters which is still a tall task for any team, but that's just going to be how it's going to be done. So it's like, it's a positive because you know, team, the, the, the coaches, the players will know that how that's going to happen or how teams are going to want to do it. But it's also negative because at least up to this point, we haven't seen them stop a team when they are trying to do that. The only time we have, we've seen them not, you know, successfully not do is when they didn't even try like Texas where they were just trying to go all gas, no breaks or like uh TCU where the, they were airing it out a lot more because they were missing uh, their top running back. And then their second guy got banged up a little bit too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, 
it, there's, there's a lot of improvement that needs to happen on both sides of the ball. I'm not going to lie about that. But at the same time, man, like, Seth, and you can contest to this as well, we're not used to this. When's the last time that OU started off 8-0? I think 2004 is what they're saying, 2003. Yeah. So it was one of those years. I think so, I think it was four. So, yeah. so, okay, so my point with that is, is the fact that we're not used to being here. We haven't been here in a while. So it's kind of foreign to, to go through the majority of, and you tweeted out several times, it's kind of foreign to go through the month of October without a loss and now having to figure out, one, how are we going to make it to the Big 12 championship? Are we good enough? And then, two, can we still possibly make uh, a, a playoff game? Yeah. And one thing before you keep going, I want to add yeah. to that. Um, uh, a guy that also writes for Crimson and Cream Machine, uh, his name is Alan Kenny, and uh, he, he goes by blatant homerism on, on Twitter. Uh, he's a big OU guy. And he actually, I think he he pro- pointed out this stat that I've never heard of, but apparently no team has no team in called football, like not just OU, no team has started nine and oh in the nine in the first nine weeks of college football because First of all, it's rare to go nine straight weeks out of the gate without a bye week. But then yeah. for teams who have done it, it's it like I said, it's only happened. I think I don't know who that team was back in 2010. Might have been Auburn or something. So with Cam Newton, so it was it was some team like that. But yeah, it's been over a decade since that. So obviously OU, if they take care of business this, this weekend, they'll be the first team to do it in 11 years. So it's just and Lincoln Riley has spoken to this a lot, especially in this last press conference of just talking about. He's really him and the coaching staff are really trying to like preserve to preserve guys, keep it healthy, especially because they've already had injury problems. So like maybe that has been part of it. And like you're, we're saying, like we're just trying to survive to get to the bye week, and then after that, that last three game stretch, maybe that's when we finally, finally see them just unleash this. I mean, you're you're going to have to because I mean the bye week is gonna is gonna do two things for you, honestly that that you definitely need. One is going to help you get some guys back into the fold, get them uh, practice reps. Obviously, nothing uh, resembles game reps, but you're going to be able to get them practice reps, get their win back. Hopefully, they'll be uh, fine-tuned and conditioned to be able to play um, as much as needed in the Baylor game. And then, two, the bye week is going to give you a chance to actually, actually um, prepare um, for that Dave Aranda defense. Offensively, I'm not too much worried about it. I know that Bohannon is capable of passing and having a big pass day, but also, um, you know, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so we talked about all that. Let's just turn our attention to the game uh, this uh, to well on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So how are you feeling about the matchup against Texas Tech? You can talk about both sides of the ball too. I'll just. Uh... Reveal my my cards up front. I am not that. I, I just don't feel that great, and it's not even about Texas Tech at this point. Mm-hmm. It's about OU, and I just it's like it, I finally it for the longest for the first eight weeks I wasn't in this mode, but now I am where I just have to see it now. So yeah. until I see until I see them, like I know they took care of business against TCU, even though they still gave up quite a bit of big plays. Like they that was a comfortable win, um, but it's just like. I just I feel like this Texas Tech team, especially and I think if if anything, them firing Matt Wells this week, if anything, that makes me even more nervous just because I've seen OU go into games where like it just seemed like everything was up against the other team. And then they, you know, like I, I think back to 2017 when uh, Iowa State was coming. And I think that week they just lost whoever their starter was at the uh, starting quarterback. Yeah. And, like I don't. Know, they, I, I know they had some other trouble, or whatever. And then, and then last year with uh, K State, they were missing like 20, 30 dudes for COVID or something. They come up into Norman, and it's just like, I just feel like I've seen this too many times. So like, I'm not gonna, and I, I'm gonna go ahead and just like give away my prediction here, not a score, but just I'm still gonna pick OU to win. But I've, until I see it differently, I'm gonna, ex- I'm just gonna expect another like one score game. Like, I'm just going to – I just feel like it's just going to be one of them things just until they prove it to me that, okay, they can, like, kind of shake it off. 
and 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 all this other stuff we've seen in the in the past has just been kind of its own thing. And now this is like a different mentality going into November. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. So it's it's that wasn't even really a preview of Texas Tech. That's still just it's almost like it doesn't even matter who OU's playing at this point in my head. Like it's like you said, it's o, OU. It's it's not anything the the other team is. It's OU what they're either doing or not doing. So, and I just feel like this team, Texas Tech does have dudes. Like, I mean, hell, like, I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to hate seeing uh, whatever his name is, Ezukanma, that receiver. I feel like that's a name we're going to see a lot this weekend on converting on third down or whatever. I feel like uh, the running back, I don't, I don't think he'll have like a huge day, but if they get in the red zone, I feel like he could, he, he could definitely find something, but yeah, I just I need to see it now. Yeah, you sound like you sound like Stephen and Nick, bro. You sound <laughs> yeah. like a Texas fan right now. Well, well hey, like boy, let me tell you something. I'm well, still well, rolling with the Sooners, man. I got a 45-20, uh I got a 45-24 game. I got them, I got I them coming out wanting to send a message. I got them coming out, uh getting some stops, getting some key stops, giving the ball to Caleb. And I got Caleb going down there directing the boys. Run game is gonna be good this week. You're going to see the passing game uh, is going to be really good. I think you'll see uh, – uh, I think you'll see uh, 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 Hazelwood have another good game. I'm hoping that um, uh, obviously Marvin can have a great game. Um, and I'm hoping that Mike Woods and, and, and Mario can get out there as well. But regardless, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about this game, man. I'm excited to see what's, what's going to go. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's just a wait-and-see approach. Cause you don't want to get your hopes up that high. Cause like I said before that, you know, being an OU fan, it's like, it's just like dating somebody who is bad for your health. Okay. <laughs> highs and a lot of lows, highs and a lot of lows, but ain't no mountain high enough to keep me away from my damn suit. <laughs> and I'll tell you now that I got them winning 45 to 24 and, um, Kind of sending a little bit of a message to hey, like, hey, we're we're gonna be fine, okay? I don't think that this team is on life alert or anything like that. I mean, last year you go down there and Texas Tech did some of the same things that you're seeing teams do this this year. Slow the game down, let's run the ball, control run game, slants, control run game, slants, 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 control yeah. run, slants, 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 slants. <laughs> But you saw how that worked out for them as well. It's still the yeah. same personnel. You might see a few different quarterbacks this game, yeah, but it's going to be the same type of personnel. You just have to be disciplined. I think I really, to be honest with you, I'll, I'll say it like this. Our, our front seven hasn't been able to be as physical uh, as I would like them to be, but they have been – Good and great in spurts. Now I say front seven, excuse me, the defensive line. Uh, now, our secondary has been sporadic. They've been all over the place. However, two weeks ago, Seth, three weeks ago, coming on now, people were talking about how first half, terrible. Second half, amazing. Defense is great. Then you got the TCU game. Yeah, you let some touchdowns go, but people were still saying, okay, we'll be okay. No, we're fine. We're fine. Defense played about as well as they can, given all the injuries. Now the narrative is, oh, that's Kansas, and we're bad, and we're terrible, and this and that. It's funny how from week to week we went from, oh, yeah, no, our defense our defense can be great, to our defense is solid. We just need our star- starters back, and we'll be fine, to now – we're complete and utter, uh, excuse my language, but just shit. Like that's that's what people are saying right now. And it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, how how do you go from that from week to from one week to this? You get what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't make yeah. any sense. So and I mean if 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 OU holds Texas Tech to like let's say 21 or less, they're people are gonna be back up on uh yeah. the which yeah. which I mean they should be if they if they hold them to yeah under three touchdowns. So, so Offensively, I see them coming out there, running some gadget plays, running some trick stuff. Sonny Comey is known for that stuff. Um, and now he's like, you know, I got nothing to lose as far as, like, what I do. Like, If, if, if the word is true out there that uh, 
that Key Lawrence is taking snaps at, at cornerback. I'm sure they're going to try to test him a couple of times. And I know people have had a, a, a lot of, uh, you know, pushback on that. And I'm like, no, no, I'm fine with that because that's a way to get one of your best, play, better players out there on the field. And that just kind of gives you the, the inclination that you will see DTY out there. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And right, right. What people that pushes Billy Bowman back to the nickel spot? Come on, man. Yeah, if, if you got DTY in his spot, in his normal spot, obviously back on the field, and then Billy Bowman at the nickel, uh-huh. that's 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 it almost doesn't matter wherever else whatever else is going on because that the secondary is already better just because and of that. You, and you know they're going to rotate, so that's going yeah. to help. So I mean, it's just one of those ways to get one of your better players out there on the field, and then you get your your starters and you know, Alex Grinch's boys back there uh, at, at safety, you know, free safety, strong safety. And then you got everybody else on. Let's go. Who was so, the one against Kansas? Who was the one that forced that fumble? That was Key Lawrence. That was Key Lawrence. Yeah. 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 No, that was, that was a, that was a dog play right there. I loved it. That was, yeah. a, that was a good one right there. So, and I mean, there's a chance that you could possibly see one of the uh, MDTY and, and, uh, and uh, Bowman at, at the nickel spot. I mean, there's a chance for that. So you're just you're asking this defense. You're not asking them to go out there and be world beaters and oh, you got to be Georgia's type of defense. You got to be Alabama's defense hasn't looked great this year. Oh yeah, that's one thing nobody's talking about. But yeah, they've been yeah. getting the people are throwing it all over them. Tennessee, Texas A&M, uh-huh. everybody's throwing it on it, Alabama. It's just the narratives that we have, Seth, and that's what I would I would tell you throw caution to the wind. Because it's a narrative out there that people have about us. Mm-hmm. Okay, the predicted, the, excuse me, the projected uh, first uh, number one pick in the NFL draft slash Heisman Trophy winner of uh, this year is now on the bench. Um, your defense is played sporadic, and you play close games against just about everybody on your schedule this year. Um, but I mean, at, even with that. You still had one people give them the benefit of the doubt, and then you've had two that people like Herb Street at, at different points in the season have them ranked as high as two, as high as one. Even yep. after bad games like Texas, you still have seen people so high on OU because people understand what the ceiling for this team is, and they know that at any point in time, if this team could just get everything together and just be consistent, be consistent. National championship is not too far out of their reach. Yeah. So at least get into the game. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. And then, and then it's, you know, whoever's game after that. But I mean, like I said, I got, I got, if you ask me right now, I got OU 45, uh, 45 24. Got them, you know, giving up some stuff early, probably, you know, going to make me have a couple of, uh, you know, man fits. <laughs> um, that is one. That is one thing that um, in a lot of matchups over the last five to eight years with Texas Tech, um, there's been some games where Texas Tech kind of came out pretty hot, pretty fast, but then they just, for whatever reason, just kind of stop, like, so they kind of stall out. So maybe if if that happens, if if they score 14 in, like, the first quarter or quarter and a half, like, I'm not going to be, like, panicking yet just because I've seen – I've seen them jump out against some really good teams, some good OU teams, but then OU ends up winning that game by 25 or whatever, just because like they just stalled out. You know, I was driving through, uh, I was driving from work yesterday and uh, I saw these dudes uh, throwing this football back and forth because I was driving through campus. It's Marquise Hayes, Robinson, uh, Wanye Morris, all of them. Didn't have a care in the world. They were just out there uh, talking to football around. <laughs> Walking, walking to their dorm room, just chilling. I mean, they were just having a good time. And I'm just like, people, people, calm down. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's literally not the end of the world. Like, it's not Y2K. Like, we're fine. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. That, they're, and that's reflective of the coach for sure. Like, their coaches. Yeah. I mean, I watched that uh, Lincoln Riley press conference. I know I've talked about it, but he, and I've seen him look kind of stressed out and talk stressed out before, but. He's not showing – he's just like – he was like – he's like, what's up, guy? Like, we're feeling good, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. we know that those games have been close, but he even he, – he said like one of his – one of the, the quotes I, I took away from that is he said, don't write us off yet. 
and he kind of had it with like a little smile on his face. Like he, it's like he knows something, which I mean, he does. Obviously, he yeah. knows the team more and more than anybody from the outside. But he's like, you know, they, they, him and his staff know something in the players that a lot of you know people aren't, you know, hey, they're hey, pretty hey. to. And people are like, oh, well, Grinch is way, way real. I'm like, just his personality. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I'm sure Grinch is in there screaming and telling them how terrible they are and all the rest of that stuff. But at the same time, he still has a job to do. And I know he believes in his guys. And yep. like I said, that's a conversation for another day. I mean, hell, if you want to have it now. But, you know, if there are people that need to be off the staff, then so be it. Whatever we got to do to get to that next level. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll I'll give my so I guess thinking about it, I'm gonna my score will be I'm gonna say 44 to I'll say 44 to 34. Uh, that's that's about that's I I I kind of broadened it because I wanted to go I, originally all week I've been thinking it's gonna be a one score game, but I'll say 34. But I still like. I don't want to see them score in the 30s like the other team definitely not. But but before we transition any further, um, I do want to go back. What were you thinking? <laughs> Bring me back to the time, the moment when you saw Caleb Williams handed off to Kennedy Brooks, Brooks getting stuffed, <laughs> and then Williams just said, "Nah, I got this. Put the team on my back." Like, just tell me everything that was going on in your mind whenever you so, saw him do that. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> So when okay, and I, I look, no gas, no cap, none of that. <laughs> right. Literally, whenever I saw Kennedy going back, I screamed and I said, Oh my god. <laughs> and then I was like, something in my mind was just saying, take the ball, take the ball, <laughs> drop the ball or something. Let's move I was like, do something. And all of a sudden, like when I as that was going through my mind, when I saw Caleb reach into that man's hand and take the football, I was like, first down, first down, first down. bro. It was it was so like, bro, it, that I screamed, bro. I screamed, and I was and I kept screaming because I was like, run another play, run another play, <laughs> right. Right. I I was like, I didn't know. I yeah, I didn't know if that was legal or not. Like in my head, I was thinking, well, he didn't like. She didn't toss it or anything for it or anything. Like it's like I don't see how there's going to be anything in the rule book to say something that against it. And then that freaking announcer, I think it was Mark Jones, was just like, no, that's going to be that's that just feels illegal. (laughs) Oh, RG (laughs) three. Your mouth, but nah. Yeah. Caleb got that, bro. That was huge. I was screaming out my mind, bro. I was running around. I was like, oh my god, we got it, we got it. Bump the fact that we play Kansas. I don't care. If, if that wasn't against uh, – here's the thing. You know, my uncle said after that, he said – he called me, and the first thing he uh, – as soon as he got on the phone, he said, hey, Caleb's had two Heisman moments in this game. He was like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, <laughs> he's right. had more Heisman moments than anybody this year. Yeah. If you Yeah. If you really want to, like, calculate it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, he, he's had more Heisman moments than anybody this year. It's yep. not look. They it will be they excuse me. It's politics. Politics will keep him from winning right. Heisman this year. Politics will keep him from winning because nobody's going to fault him for his second half. Everybody I know, like, oh, they struggle against Kansas, but when people watch the game, they'll be like, no, that kid's a star. Like he 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 was the reason they won the game. Yeah. And I think he's going to be an X factor in, in uh, this week's game as well. Um, yeah. I mean, Kirk Herbstreit had already called. I think during a uh, game day, he already said he's the uh, the future of the, the future face of college football. Just period. Which is crazy because they yeah. tried so hard to get that to Bryce Young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bryce, Bryce Young, Bryce Young looks like that nice, cool kid that everybody like. You know, was like, yeah, he's cool and everything. 
but it's kind of like, does he have a personality or, or not? Like, <laughs> right. Like, he's just a, another Alabama robot. <laughs> yeah, like Jalen. Like, yeah. yeah. Jalen. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, speak, boy. What you doing? All right, let's uh, let's move on to one more game. Uh, before we get into our picks and all that. All right. Uh, um, we got Iowa State and, o- and Oklahoma State, man. That was – I told you – I figured that they, Oklahoma State would win that game. But – I mean, not, excuse me. I figured Iowa State would win that game. I thought they would actually probably beat them about 35 to 17. Um, you know, and for everybody who's listening to this and people who watch me out there on uh, Ty's show, shout out to Ty around the table sports. Uh, I'm on record for calling O State's defense frauds. They do this every year. They oh, look yeah. Against everybody else until they actually start playing better teams in the Big Twelve. I agree. I mean, granted, granted, they did beat Baylor. Uh, Baylor, Baylor hurt themselves in that game because they weren't able to score. Not great, yeah, defensively, but they weren't able to score whenever they they, they had three interceptions that game, I believe. It was either yeah. three interceptions or two interceptions and a fumble, but either way, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're getting that in plus yardage too. You should be able to score, but that's either that's neither uh, here or now. But that uh, Iowa State, I just felt like you know it was going to come down to those two. And and don't get me wrong, you know, as as much as I love to call uh, Brock Purdy and and Spencer Sanders bombs, I mean, they actually <laughs> they both. Actually had pretty damn good games that game. So yeah, that yeah. was a good matchup, a QB matchup. Yeah, I yeah. thought it just, it just boiled down to who wanted it more, and it seemed like Iowa State and the Crunch. You know, they wanted it more. So yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was definitely impressed with uh kind of Iowa State's like resolve because they they could have let that uh they could have let OSU um kind of take control of that game in the second half, but they. They 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 look like the Iowa State, uh, how Iowa State looked toward the end of last year, um, in that second half especially. So, yeah, I'm especially you know they got two losses, but they they look like they're probably they're ramping just like we predicted they would. Like that that's just how Matt Campbell's teams are. They just start slow, really slow, and then they they ramp. So it'll be interesting to see what they do if they if they go undefeated. You know, obviously they got to play OU, but if they if they win all their other games if they lose to OU, but they win the rest of them, they're probably going to be back in the – and that's that's how uh, the preseason media polls and everything all had it. OU won, I would say, too, but I know there's a lot of football left. So, yeah. I know I know Texas fans, they're uh, – uh, we'll talk about Texas, their matchup this later, but I know they're they're starting to, they're starting to feel like there's a chance now because yeah. they're in that weird – they could have some weird three-way tie, and they they might, you know, with some weird tiebreaker, try to yeah. sneak, sneak their way in. But I don't you see know, them coming out. <laughs> you know, a lot Texas fans. Texas fans live in the same universe as everybody who watches. Uh, I mean, as as every um, as the Black Mirror <laughs> fans out there, Black Mirror. If you don't know what Black Mirror is, it's pretty much like uh, Tales from the Crypt. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side, stuff like that. Yeah, it's but like yeah I mean, technology based. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they're living in, a, in an alternate reality every year. It's like it's, you were delusional. I'm like, <laughs> you need, not only do you need OU to lose, which I mean, you need you need chaos. I mean, complete chaos to happen. Yeah. You're four and three, and you're what? What? Like two and two in a conference? Yeah, two and two. Yeah, and not only do they need all these other teams to lose, have like multiple losses or at least like a couple, but then they need to win out. Which I don't know which one's going to be more. <laughs> I don't know which. I don't know which one's going to be I, more. I don't know. I don't. I stopped listening to the losing people a long time. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what's more likely. Like OSU losing two more games, two or three, or I, you know, Texas winning out because I really don't. Believe, I don't see them yeah. winning out. Like Texas fans over here talking about we still believe. I'm like, believe in what? You you need to believe in this ass whooping that you got to get. You got Baylor this week and then you got Iowa State next week. What are you gonna do about that, boy? They bet all they better hope for is that bowl game gets them to eight wins. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh. <laughs> 
because I don't see them. I don't see them getting to eight or nine in the regular season. Look, I don't care if they five and seven, five and uh, or, or, or four, or four, four and eight. Them boys are going straight to that Detroit City Music. <laughs> I, I want to see them in the cheese bowl. They probably stuff. go play in the Pride of Texas Bowl. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> How does it feel to be the worst team in your state? <laughs> I mean, UTEP's like six and one or something. Like oh, UTEP. Yeah. UTEP, UTEP is actually playing. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's go to the. Let's go to pick them, man. Let's, let's, let's yeah, make yeah. Picks. It's all a really right. good weekend. So we uh for the Big Twelve we got Kansas at Oklahoma State. Yeah, can or not, can, Oklahoma State by a, a million. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm gonna go Oklahoma. Oklahoma State by twenty. They'll keep it close uh, during the first first uh, the first half of the first quarter, and then <laughs> blow that thing out, out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I told I told my girlfriend, I said, man, because uh, you know she she went to OSU, so we got to go down there. For, she wants to go to homecoming. We're gonna be in the suite, and I was just like, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> so, she was like, uh, I told her, I was like, man, what sucks is I have to watch my team go out here and look like straight ass against you, uh, against them, knowing that O State is going to destroy them next next week. Yeah. So run, and, and look, if they if O State runs that Warren kid 30 times against Kansas, they got problems. <laughs> Anyways, all right, moving on. Uh, TCU at, at K-State, who you got? Man, Battle of the Purple – Purple teams. Uh, I'll take K State just because it's at home. Mm, I'm going to K State because I don't know what's going on with Zach Evans right now. Um, yeah, I don't either. Yeah, T- took all that stuff off his Instagram and everything. Room at OU if you want to come. Uh, right, right. <laughs> Iowa State at West Virginia. Now this is a good one. That's a that's a sneaky one. And that could really mess up uh, Iowa State's plans of trying to get back to the the big one. So. Man, I think I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna, was that? What time is that game at? Oh man, I don't know. I think it's a. Uh, I think it might be like two thirty or something. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Iowa State still. I'm gonna go go with the road team. Oh, that game is at that game is at one p.m. One? Uh, is it on big uh, ESPN Plus or something? <laughs> one second, let me see. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, it's all ESPN subscription. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Iowa State in that one. All right, I'll go. I'd love to see that upset though. I'd love to see I'm it. Go West Virginia. Okay. All right. It could happen. Texas at Baylor. Uh, you wanna you wanna like talk a little bit about this one at least before just... let's let's push let's push this one to the big game so we can okay. talk about this one. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. These right here, right, national right. picks: Iowa and Wisconsin. Uh, give me Iowa. Wisconsin yeah, trash. Yeah, give me Iowa. Yeah. Uh, Miami and Pitt. Pitt's been talking a lot of mess. Uh, I think there's something, but yeah, I'll I'll pick them. So I, I still got Pitt. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm yeah. going with Pitt, Miami. I, no. Um, Ole Miss at Auburn. Hey, hello. <laughs> Both picks. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I I'm gonna go. I, I think I'm going with Auburn. I know Ole Miss is hot, but nah. You going Auburn? Yeah. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Ole, Ole Miss by fifteen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> SMU at Houston. Um, this one's a sneaky one because this this, this is like battle for the AAC right here. Uh, oh, give me Houston. I'm going with the upset. Oh, you crazy. SMU. <laughs> Kentucky and Mississippi State. Uh, I don't. Man, this one's a real toss up to me. Give me Kentucky. Yeah, I'll go Kentucky. Uh, North Carolina at Notre Dame. Ooh. Preseason, this could have, this looked like it was going to, it could, be, could have been a college game day kind of game. And now, yeah, but uh, I'll take Notre Dame. Give me North Carolina. Ooh, Fresno State and San Diego State. Sneaky one, undefeated San Diego State. Give me Fresno State. 
I see neither team play. I go with Fresno State. <laughs> okay, big games. Now we can talk about Texas at Baylor. Okay. Yeah. Um, you go ahead. You start it off. <clears throat> uh, haven't done this in a while, but uh, Texas fans, come on in. Welcome to Christmas Corner. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to uh, give a quick shout out to Steven with Fanatic Perspective. My guy, uh, Nick, with, you know, Nino's Corner. Love seeing all the content. I still don't know what BUSR is, but shout out to your sponsor, Steven. <laughs> and uh, Nick, Nick got a sponsor too. He's 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 working with Manscaped now. I he's saw that. Men. Yeah, he's helping uh, keep keep men's junk uh, fine tuned and sharp <laughs> around the edges. If you get what I'm saying. But anyways, Texas fans, y'all are delusional. You're not beating Baylor. You're not that good. You're not. You haven't been in a while. It's not a development issue. It's not a player issue. It's a culture problem. You guys are used to spending money. You guys are not used to being big money. You guys suck, and nobody cares about you. <laughs> that's not all I have. That was Chris. Hey, Texas. this is the Horns Down podcast, and uh, we 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 do believe that Texas does in fact suck here. So, I uh, and I I can't say I disagree with a single word you just said. Uh, that it's. <laughs> I see this. It's a come whatever. And this is eleven a.m. game, so we're gonna get we're gonna know real quick on Saturday. You know what 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 the state of the Longhorns is, and I think it's gonna be three straight losses for Texas. Give me Baylor by give me Baylor by thirteen. By thirteen? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you got Michigan and Michigan State, the game that not that nobody honestly really cares about, but <laughs> we have to because they're ranked. Yeah, they're both undefeated, top ten. Give me Michigan. You go Michigan. No, give me Michigan State. I'm going with the upset. Give me Michigan State. Yeah, I think just because it's at home, and then Michigan State, they've got that like their little brother to Michigan, but they're not like the same little brother like OSU is to OU because Michigan State's actually won, I think, more of those matchups in the last ten years or so than Michigan. So, give me Michigan State also to to get that get that in state rivalry win, stay undefeated, knock Jim Harbaugh out of the top ten. I think all Michigan State has to do in that game is just literally just run the ball, run yeah. the ball. Be able to make your passes whenever they're there. Just run yeah. the ball. Yeah, um, first and ten wins. Who you got? Uh, Penn State at Ohio State. You see those ugly jerseys that they're about to come out there, all scarlet. No, oh no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that sounds awful. No, yeah. um, and I struggle with them because like Penn State has looked like really good. In some moments, but then they also, I mean, they lost to Iowa, which was like their big game. And then they just lost last week in that really dumb nine overtime Illinois game, which it's like I put nine and oh or nine overtime with like an asterisk because that's not like a real they're gonna have to do something with those overtime rules. I hate that like two point conversion crap. So I told my uncle, I said, Hey man, I was like, uh, me and my girlfriend, we just watched all of the uh, all of the overtime. He was like, you watch all nine overtimes? And I was like, yeah, die. Oh, I saw yeah. the last four. <laughs> yeah. So I I just I don't know. Like I think I think Penn State might be able to make a game of it for a half, but I do think Ohio State is uh they're they're starting to hit their stride. So give me the buck eyes in the shoe. You got them big or or um I'll say by by 14. So it'll be like a, it'll be comfortable, but it, it like, it won't be like close. Like people will know who's going to win in the fourth quarter. Like, Sean Clifford has to play out of his damn mind to win. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that Ohio State's defense is anything to ride home about. Hell, as much stuff that they've been giving us, I don't think their defense is anything to write about. And you yep. look at this, you look at the, uh, the portion of the schedule that they played now, yeah, hell yeah, they should be surging. They've been playing against the soft part of their schedule. Yeah, Tulsa, Akron, Indiana. Maryland. Yeah. France. Yeah. Come on, man. Exactly. Anyways, um, I mean, <laughs> as much as I hate to say it, yeah, give me Ohio State. 
Give me Ohio State by uh yeah, I'll go 14. All right, and then finally, Georgia versus Florida. It's in their little neutral site, Jacksonville, whatever. Cocktail party (laughs) all freaking time, man. (laughs) I think that Florida. Dan Mullen's still there. Keep it close. They will keep it close. (laughs) I I feel like, you know, like I told, uh, like I said on Ty's show, uh, when you look at OU, and this point is going to go back to, directly to Georgia and Florida. Don't worry, people. <laughs> but when you look at OU, a lot of teams have come in, come in there with this certain scheme that they want to run that they think will help them win a game and be successful against OU. Tulane did it. Then Nebraska did it. Why did they do do that? And why did Nebraska use the same game plan as Tulane and then West Virginia use the same game plan as Nebraska? It's a blueprint game. Mm -hmm. They gave you the blueprint on how to actually attack this team. It's up to you to be successful of it. Uh, 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 Yeah, to be successful with it. So I feel like this Florida game, uh, this Florida team, just like they did against Alabama, they don't have to win but provide everybody around the nation with a chance to actually be to have a blueprint right. how to go in there and attack this Georgia defense that everybody is just watering at the mouth over. Yeah. Yeah. If they can find some kind of success that they can sustain for four quarters. Yeah. Like you said, even if they don't win, they just show that there's a weakness. Then yeah, that's, that's going to, That'll do a lot for for the rest of this, you know, college football season. What happens in the playoffs and all that. So, so, so here's here's the X factor for this Georgia Florida game. It's going to come down to coaching because you already know that um, Georgia's going to come out there hard hitting, amped up. Ready to go. It's gonna, you know, hey, let's go. We the best team, blah, blah, blah. You already know. Stifling defense, controlled offense. We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna run some more. Then we're gonna hit you with a play action pass. Then we're gonna hit you with a we're just hell, we just gonna line up shotgun and just go from there. So we can do it all. But when you look at Florida, you're saying, Dan Mullen, this is a game. These are games right here that you scheme extremely well. Why? Because you slow the game down, you work the field, and you make the and you just capitalize on everything that the defense gives you. So I think that this is a game here that you're saying, look, I know you want to go with Emory Jones, but Anthony Richardson might be your answer. But either way, both of them are going to have to actually make plays in a passing game against this team. You can't just can't go out there and just consistently run the ball but um they did it against alabama so why can't they do it against georgia right so i mean i still got florida losing but i'm just saying so <laughs> yeah yeah i got i got i got uh i got georgia winning too um yeah they're they, i kind of think they're just like on a mission right now i don't think they're gonna really be truly tested on both sides of the ball until until probably the playoffs or at least until the SEC championship game. Yeah, that, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bama, Bama will be the team that beats the. I think they. I think Bama beat the hell out of Georgia. To be honest with you. Do you think? Do you think Bama gets into the playoffs if Bama loses though? Because if Bama loses another game, I don't think so because I think Paul Feinbaum is going to get everybody uh, to get to jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> well, like if they lose to to Georgia in the in the SEC championship game. And then that's their second loss. You think, if, like, let's say Cincinnati is undefeated, OU's undefeated, and then that's three teams that are going to be in right there. Then Ohio State. And then yeah, if Ohio State runs the table, I I probably say Ohio State gets in over a two loss Alabama. So, so yeah, I mean, you got to think about it. It's just foot foot these teams in the past couple of years. Alabama's been where Georgia's at, where everybody just puts them on a pedestal by themselves. And Georgia has been that that team where they had the defense, but offensively they were what you would say Alabama's defense is. I know that's a kind of a, a tongue twister. So basically what I'm saying is, is that they're um 
Georgia's offense in the past hasn't always been great. Right. So, yeah, so their defense has, though. And so you you flip that with Alabama this year, their defense hasn't looked great. Offense has. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of their team that looks lackluster to people, and people are saying, oh, well, this is that, and this is the reason why you're not supreme anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, – and with that, my point with all of that is, is the fact that Georgia ended up losing a game or dropping a game during the season, made it all the way to the SEC championship game and got beat, and then some other team jumped them. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how a two-loss Alabama team could make it in there. Yeah. I mean, they, they would have to lose that game by at least one point, and then you would need um, – because, look, if OU – when OU goes undefeated <laughs> – yeah. They're getting in. Cincinnati goes undefeated. They're getting in. Yeah, Cincinnati. Huh? I was just saying, yeah, Cincinnati's, they look like they're getting that respect now. So the only way that you could literally make a case for a two loss Bama team is if OU lost in the national championship game, not national championship game, excuse me, in the Big 12 championship game, or Cincy lost in 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 their game where they looked weak or they only won by like, Three points. Yeah, I think since he has to be undefeated to get the big yeah. the champion. Like I think a two loss Alabama definitely gets in over Cincinnati if they got one loss. Like definitely. So yeah, because of the schedule. Yeah, I think people are going to be like, oh no, like yeah. So I think Cincinnati has to stay undefeated for them to get in, and then OU. It obviously if they stay undefeated, they got they'll get in, but there's a chance for them to get in if they somehow take a loss, but it's the probably, they might need one other team to, to kind of write themselves out. But like if Georgia, I, that, that's why I just think I want to see Georgia run the table and beat Alabama. Cause I think that's just going to open the door for someone else, or at least just in case, but yeah, I'm with, I mean, OU's going to run the table like championship November is right around the corner. If they take care of business this weekend, then it's, it's nothing but November games after that, and then obviously the big one in, in December. So, yeah, I think it's it's a uh, people had their chance to get OU and they didn't take it. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying, Texas fans. All right, <laughs> y'all get mad at us, and I'm look. How you gonna hate when you can't even get inside the club? You hate from the outside. <laughs> we in that thing rubbing on that golden hat like Urban Meyer. What you talking? <laughs> <laughs> Got our thumbs all the way up in there. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm gonna get my pick for the game. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. To, yeah, I forgot to pick. So yeah, I got I got Georgia by about uh uh I'll say twelve. I got yeah yeah same same yeah Georgia minus twelve. All right then, people, we are. Done with this segment, unless you got anything else you want to add. Nah, uh, nah, I think I'm this just got me even more hyped for this weekend, so man, I'm ready. OU, hey, OU, if y'all hear this, man, look, just go out there and play for Seth, man. Play for Seth, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Seth, man. Get win him back, yeah, get pull me back, back. From the, pull me back from the ledge. <laughs> Seth, don't do it, don't do it. You're on the, you're on the PA system. Texas Tech scores again. The score is now thirty-seven to uh, thirty-seven to uh, to thirty-one. <laughs> don't. Jump. It's all good to play. I seriously, bro. I during the Texas game first half, I leaned over and I told my girl, "I was like, hey, I'm never coming to a game again. I'm back." <laughs> I was, I, I really thought about leaving the stadium. <laughs> I was like, maybe don't win if I just shut the hell up. <laughs> but yeah. But nah, man, Seth, tell everybody where they can find you at, bro. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Seth Oliveris. If you're watching this, you can uh, you see my handle right there. And then also uh, you can find some of my, my previews, recaps, and uh, sometimes I recap the, the press conferences like I did this week and do some poll updates over on Crimson and Cream Machine.com. And uh yeah, let's uh, let's let's talk some sooner football. <clears throat> you can find me at Chris with a K. Guys, we got a lot of content on both of our uh both of our, our, our Twitters. Seth a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Hey, definitely come and check out some of my troll pieces on Texas. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, no, we are uh, the owners, the creators, producers of the Horns Down podcast. Shout out to all the Texas fans out there. I know you hate where we at right now. <laughs> everybody can't be us. It's only one. It's only one. <laughs> all right. Then, Seth, there's nothing else. Then we'll let you people go. All right.